Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Dear Work Wives, where we help you create work cultures that just don't suck. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Every time. Hopefully. That's <laughs> the, the goal, at least. Yeah. Um, what's going on in your world? A uh, big update that I think is going to go in exact opposition of what I said on like the last episode or episode before. As we record this, I'm currently wearing jeans. Oh. Yeah. I was not expecting that update. I know. Neither was I. How come? What changed your mind? So I'm going to meet a friend for lunch later. And I was like, you know what? Instead of just like only putting the jeans on to leave my house, I'm going to put them on and see if I can work on them for a bit. And How's it's it not terrible. So okay. And and I do, like, I did my hair, I did my makeup, and I'm, like, wearing real clothes, and I'm, like, I do feel better about myself today, so. Oh. All right. So, that's what's going on in my world, is I'm oh, a, a whole new person. Thanks. For third day curls. Uh, what else is going on? On Friday, I'm going, taking my girlfriend to the spa. She's never been, she's never had a massage. Ooh. She's never been to, like, a spa. Her and I, we went to, like, a thermal spa, but she's never been gotten a treatment and stuff like that and so it's her birthday today so i'm taking her on friday to go get a massage and a pedicure and i'm so excited and i'm just counting down the minutes till that wow has she I'm also getting uh not like a spa pedicure you know i think she sat at like the nail salon and gotten a pedicure okay, but okay. yeah wow. i'm really excited i can't imagine i mean i guess i can because i probably didn't have a massage until later in life but just the people who like don't prioritize it i'm like yeah. like james goes for like like sports massages you know where right, it's just right. you just walk into like a boring place and get just like get on the table get your massage walk out you know that's but what like, i used to have a lot like yeah. when i was doing a lot of competitive sports so that's why right. i'm like yeah i guess i did have massages throughout my life but that was like because i was an athlete um, yeah but not like for luxury. Like the you know, spa the experience with the like the aromatics and stuff. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been counting down for weeks. I've been just like, oh, I need it to be the 29th. <laughs> Is it here yet? Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a week already. So it couldn't have come at a better time, to be honest. I know. You've been having a week since Monday. So yeah. It's Wednesday. It's we'll only Wednesday, keep- but I've lived a whole week every day. Oakley was in the yeah. ER for asthma attack. He's been homesick. The school bus, bus has been canceled every morning. So, you know, it's just, it's been a week. So yeah. I'm happy to be here doing How this. This is always a bright spot. This is, this is being recorded post Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift news. So right. did that brighten your week or how are you feeling about Okay, so I absolutely did not think that this was a real thing. I thought he was just pulling like what that FIFA driver did and like someone spread a rumor and then he was Wait, leaning like, into it. No, no, no. FIFA right. driver. FIFA is soccer. Not FIFA. What is it? You mean Formula One? Formula One. F1. F1 and FI. So close. No. You know what I mean? No. See, it's been a week. Formula no, One. <laughs> Shut up. Um, well, so am I inside. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Formula One driver milking milking the PR well I thought he was just like playing fun like oh you know she's she because lots of people have gone to see the arrows tour right so I thought he was just like oh she's so great and 
I made her a friendship. Like I thought it was just all for fun. And he's obviously very thirsty as like just an individual. He's very loud and theatrical. So I thought he was just going for it. So when I saw her at that Chiefs game beside his mom, I was like, good for her. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like have fun. Do you think there's been like a relationship or do you think that this was the first time that they were meeting? I don't think this is the first time they're meeting. I think that maybe they've at least chatted on the phone. I don't know how they would have met because right. I don't know how they could have met. Yeah, I guess keep it really low key. Um, She seemed really buddy buddy with his friends. So I don't know. It's possible that maybe they've hung out once or twice, but I don't know. I just keep seeing all the TikToks that were like, for once, Taylor gets to be a small girl, you know, because yeah, he's giant real. and she's also I really tall. I love that part for her. I That's know. like the body type of a person that she should be with. So she gets to be like protected and taken care of. And like, I don't know. And that's so patriarchy. Can, like, feel but... right now. Like she's feeling petite. And right. I love that. Because she's always the monster on the hill, you know? Yeah. And do I think that this is like a match? I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Maybe it is. They have a lot of similar family values. I don't even care. I'm like, good for them. Like, have fun. Be friends. Who knows? What about you? My updates or my Taylor thoughts? Your Taylor takes. (laughs) Um, I think it could have been the first time. I think it could have been like he invited her like maybe they've talked on the phone or text or whatever but right. i totally think this could have been the first time that they were like actually meeting in person and hanging out yeah i think in terms of like her getting along with the friends and mama kelsey i just think that she's that type of girl like i just think that she could easily hang and get along with anyone even when she just first meets them so i think that she was just trying to have some fun and I think she's open to like this just being a fun date Mm -hmm. and like she had the day free and she's like sure I'll go to the Chiefs game like I'll meet you whatever yeah um and I don't know I think she'll date him for a little while and then it'll probably be over but I love this for her because that's like physically the type of man I feel like she needs to be with right now yeah I don't know if it's emotionally gonna be the relationship that she or like intellectually I don't know if it'll be the relationship he just seems like such a nice family first like they have a lot in common and she's actually really silly so it's possible I could see it I could see I could see it it's it's like the American dream it would make like beautiful babies oh my god tall tall d1 athletics yeah yeah maybe they'll drive in the FIFA World Cup or FIFA, FIFA race. FIFA World Cup. Yeah. No, that is a thing, right? I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm so not sports smart unless it's hockey or baseball. So Go sports. Yeah. Are you going to get a Kansas Chiefs jersey? Can't wait. No. People are making like the Eras tour, like with the uh, ta- Taylor's Eras, but like with K- Kelsey or or with them together. I'm like, I might get that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be a bandwagon Chiefs fan for now. I don't. Oh, I have really like into the NFL, so like, no. sure. I have no affiliation with any team. Like, when in doubt, I've cheered for the Seahawks in the past because I think their uniforms are nice. I like the colors. Uh-huh. It's like navy blue and lime green, and I think they're fun. And I do tend to lean towards Seattle area teams for when I lived out there. I'm just like, oh, the Sea, I like the Seahawks. I like the Mariners when they're not playing the Blue Jays. 
Um, uh, but I think I'm a Chiefs fan now. I got to support my friend's partner. Yeah. Like, that's how it works, right? Yeah, your friend, your friend's... My friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did see some posts about, like, Taylor needs to, like, you know, get the Chiefs to not use you know native american language right like, well i can agree with like we need to change the chief's name but um i don't really think that that's taylor's job that's like, not but she like <laughs> it's not her job but it's also not not her job like yeah i think it's everyone's job it's like, everyone's just job. went on one date to a chief's game like, right she doesn't hold the fate problem. of the chief's name in yeah. her hands now you know yikes That's i do think that story. it's everyone's job to speak up when yeah. like there was a like the i don't little known fact that there is a cfl like the canadian football league mm-hmm. it's the same but the rules are a little bit different so it's really confusing um there was a team called like the edmonton eskimos oh yeah which is changed now they're the edmonton elks um okay now um so it's like it's time you know like my brother was a uh, professor pardon is it offensive to elks now maybe but then like toronto would be offensive to blue jays and leaves every so, single team would be offensive to an animal then right yeah i don't know i think it's time to like move to like you know it's 2023 like my brother is a university professor and he used to be a professor at uh, uh ryerson university which they have since changed the name of the university. So for two years, it was University X because they had no name uh, while they <laughs> voted on a new name because Ryerson yeah. is like not the best and we what know is better. That? I don't even know what that is. He's, he was like one of the first bad like colonizers, essentially, of Canada. Oh, okay. so it's, it's like the equivalent of like Robert E. Lee School. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Now it's like Metropolitan University because it's in downtown Toronto. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but just, it's time, you know? And so like other teams have changed their names, like the Cleveland team. Browns? No, it's a, it's a baseball team. They used to like the the Tomahawk Chop. I don't know. It was, it was like, um, really the Indians, the Cleveland Indians, they've changed that name. But like, there's so many teams like the Chicago Blackhawks. Um... The Braves. That's a, that's a um, college team. They yeah. definitely still do the Tomahawk Chop and their Seminoles, which is... Yeah. And they even have, like, a horse run out with a Native American on its back. Yeah. So, not Taylor's job, but also not not Taylor's job. Like, it's yeah. all of our jobs to be like, hey, we're, we're, we're better than this, so we're going to yeah. change these names. I know it's expensive. I get that. But do it anyway. Yeah. Like, do what Edmonton did. They just made sure their new name had an E as well. So, like, all of their branding and logo is still the same. Yeah. D- double E. You know? They went from Eskimos to the Elks, so. Anyway. Well. That was a tangent. a good time to do it while all the money is in the Chiefs universe right 100%. Now. 100%. But I know more about football than I've ever known in my whole life. So, this is just great. Just in the past few days. Right. Like, I saw. Uh, Travis Kelsey's position. Tight end. And is he on the offense or the defense? Defense. I don't know. <laughs> He's got to catch the ball, right? And I, then he have to stop the quarterback. Stop the other quarterback. Isn't that defense? He has to catch the ball. I don't know. I Does watched a TikTok of someone dumbing this down, and it was like, okay, let's introduce our new dad. He's a Ken, and his job is ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
His mom is bald. Okay, he I comes. could be wrong too, but I'm gonna. I thought it. that he catches the ball from Patrick Mahomes, like his quarterback. Right. He and does he catch the ball because that's how he got a touchdown. He stops people from sacking his, his quarterback. So how is that not defense? That's offense. If He's he stops people from hitting his own quarterback, isn't he defending his quarterback? Yeah, but they're on off. If the quarterback is on the field, they're on I offense. I don't think you understand. I know nothing about football. Like, that has become blatantly obvious in like, the last minute and a half. Literally nothing about football, except for it looks like a really good time to go tailgating. And yes. the game takes way too long. And why does the last two minutes take half an hour? Oh, at least half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I guess I have to give you, like, I'm going to a Florida football game, University of Florida, in, in yeah. a week and a half, and next year I'm coming. If you're going to come with me next year, I have to give you a lesson. Yes, before. please. Okay, so I guess this makes sense. So, like, when the quarterback is on the field, the offense is on the field. Yes. And they change. Okay, so I'm used to sport. Actually, I guess it's so it's like baseball. Offense is on the field, and then defense is on the field. You're playing offense and then you're playing defense. I got it. Kind of Those are the same players, though, but I get the, the concept right now. Because, yeah. like, in hockey, your offense and your defense is always on together. People. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, so. are you playing offense or are or you playing defense. defense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wow. wow. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> that FIFA race. That FIFA driver. You really? Oh, my gosh. I'm really All proud right, of I guess us. We should- I know. I'm so sorry, it is, listeners. It is not sports. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about some stories? Talk about curling. Yeah, let's go. Let's do I this. I know nothing about curling, but See. today we have some news articles, some news okay. stories to mix things up this Woo-hoo. week. I thought there were some fun headlines yes. that I wanted to talk about. Perfect. So, first story, and we can include all the links to the stories for those of you who would like to read more. But first one is about um, the Levi's CEO, and he said that he fired more than half of his execs during his first 18 months in the role as president CEO, and he regrets not letting go of some of that staff more quickly. So, okay. yeah, I thought this was an interesting article. This was back, like way back in 2011, I think is when he became the CEO and president. And the time at that time, the brand was not doing as well as it is now. It's kind of like re- been revitalized probably in his era. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's quoted in this article as saying like, the easiest way to change the culture is to change the people. And right. it sounds like when he came in, there was a lot of maybe leadership that was on board with the changes that maybe he wanted to make to transform the organization or like he knew what needed to be done. So he had 11 direct reports and in the first 18 months, nine of them were gone. Can you imagine? Like, mm-hmm. he says he still didn't act quickly enough. And then he says one of his, um, you know, his biggest regrets is, not exiting some of those people sooner, but also losing people that he regrets that they lost, that he wished he would have like moved people forward faster and helped their careers and focused on them because he said he lost a lot of great people as well. And yeah, he just said like, at the end of the day, it's a people game. And so I just wanted to talk about that. Like what's, what are your thoughts? So I think, do you agree? So 
I think in their specific scenario, if they were trying, they were clearly trying to do like essentially a rebuild of their brand. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you have to clean house, you know, like I think because you're going to inherit people who are, who are the people that got you into the situation where you need to do a rebrand. Yeah. And this is so cold of me. I understand like we're not, I understand this is like real people's lives. I don't mean to be so callous about it. Um, but it's also like factual, you know? Um, and also people leave people. So if you have good people who are working for people who are stuck in their own ways, who like are contributing to like not the culture that you want, like people are going to leave because they don't want to work with those people. Yeah. More so than any, that's the number one reason that I think most people leave the job. I mean, money and people, you know, and a company like Levi's has to be paying like a decent, like I have to imagine that it wasn't like a low paying job that people were leaving. Correct. These are executives, right? Right. I mean, I think the, I think his statement of like the easiest way to change the culture is to change the people. I, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Right. Like mm -hmm. that is the easiest way. And that's what he's saying. It's the easiest way. It's not the only way, but I think it is the easiest way if you have yeah. like, because your culture is a makeup of, the people and what they yeah. embody, you know, and if those people, especially if there was nine out of 11 executive staff that needed to go, like, obviously, when he came on, there was a completely different type of culture that he wanted to create. And it would be really hard to get those people probably on board with his mm -hmm. type of culture versus just cleaning house. And kind of like when a president comes in, you get to build your own, you know, staff, you don't yeah. typically bring the past staff, you might bring, you know, you might ask some of them to continue on, but for the most part, you're, you're bringing your people because you have a certain culture and agenda that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So I could totally agree that that's probably the easiest way to change the culture is like, we got to get the people in here who are on board with the type of culture that I want us to have. So, yeah, I think there's definitely... I can imagine there's tiers of it. Like there's going to be people who right off the bat, you can tell are not going to be a fit. And then there's probably a group of people who you're giving a chance to adapt. And maybe those are the people that he's like, I should have got rid of them sooner, you know? Yeah, um, so I think you have to be, if you're going to be in that, like, okay, let's see how you do. You have to be like very, I almost want to say like boundaried around it. Like we need to see X, Y, Z within X amount of time. Otherwise, this could drag on indefinitely, you know? Totally. But also, you do. I do think that people deserve an opportunity because if they've, if they've grown up in their job, in that culture, like, they need an opportunity to, like, know better, do better. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't expect people to change if you don't give them an opportunity to change or the tools and resources required to change. Yeah. So, Which, it sounds like he did that, you know, 18 months for a lot of them. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time like, to get on board or to decide. Or not. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, especially if he was trying to make imp like improvements to the culture. Like usually those are, you would think that those are usually pretty easy to adapt to. Um, but sometimes improving your culture requires creating more structure and uh, and people don't like that. You know, if, if they've operated out on an island and now the new culture requires you know like there's freedom in structure so if you're trying to implement that people are like no 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 i don't want to play by the rules i think it could have also been like brand direction or like who do we want like vision right. like who do we want to be 
yeah as a brand you know to like reinvigorate this levi's brand um yeah. that maybe people were just not in agreement with and mm-hmm. then that's hard to like get them to maybe fully buy into it or something you know because at that executive yeah. leadership level it's like i need you bought into this vision and shifting the brand yeah. or the messaging or the quality or whatever it is that he was like super gung-ho about making mm-hmm. sure um was the new direction so yeah i mean this podcast is the perfect example of like you can not fit you could want to take a message in a different direction and like you know there's some episodes of these this podcast that could absolutely be on the run like clockwork podcast yes but you and i couldn't show up and talk about travis kelsey and the fifo drivers for 15 minutes (laughs) on the run the clockwork podcast you know because this is like a different brand we wanted to take this in a different direction than what we already had yeah um they were serving two different communities and it required it requires different us to show up differently if you're asking people to kind of make that shift maybe they can't make it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe they don't they cannot get jive with it themselves agree. yeah they're like i don't think that's the right move you know and then that's hard for them to yeah get their team like excited about right or they don't see themselves you know, in the brand. Yeah, it's like a huge part of being an executive is like getting your team excited mm-hmm. and goals and yeah. you can't do that. It would be, yeah. So yeah. I think it's a interesting story and yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree like it seems you. cold maybe, but at the end of the day, like... They're also executive, so it'll probably be easy for them to find another gig, you know? I'm sure Ralph Lauren is hiring. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like Tommy Hilfiger, you know? Not feeling too bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he went in and cleaned out entire departments, which I honestly respect more, you know? Like, he cleaned out the executives, which yeah, is start from the, top. the easiest way to shift the culture. And then if people don't agree with those executives and who's managing them then they get to make a choice for themselves of whether or not they want to continue you know yeah totally all right the second article is the best time to quit your job is right after you get promoted oh okay Mm -hmm. well so getting a promotion many u.s workers from joining the great resignation in fact an adp analysis found that u.s workers were more likely to leave after getting promoted because promotions could make workers more attractive to other employers Mm. your thoughts i mean per the model 29 percent of workers quit within a month after their first promotion that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like usually got- promotions, I did just get a promotion, but this is like my seventh promotion. So, I mean, no, I'm not, as we've established. Um, I think, I mean, I can see it from promotions are usually not a surprise. Like, generally, you're working, you know, the structure and you're working towards it. Um, it is a really good strategy, honestly, because it gives you more leverage when you're interviewing at other positions. Yeah, because now you're in a um, new pay grade, you're in a new title. You've had, yeah, you know, and it, it kind of shows like you're the next person you're hiring, like, okay, because you can see on a res, like, I just got promoted a month ago or something, you know, like, it's not like it's a, if it's a brand new promotion, they can tell, but it just shows like, okay, I've already done the work. 
you know, some, maybe some of that entry level work, I've already established like a baseline of expertise in this industry. Like I'm ready for the next step and you don't need to invest your resources to, to teach that to me. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I think it's a good strategy as a team member and as someone who does the hiring, like it sucks because (laughs) I have again, invested all of this energy and resources to elevate your skills and leadership and all that. And then you leave a month later. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. (laughs) It sucks on the other side for sure. Right. Um, the article also says like maybe some people were planning to already switch jobs and like the promotion, you know, like maybe the promotion was meant to try to keep them around or something and it didn't actually work and they left. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that for sure. But, um, I also, I had a friend locally who like, she completed a really big project for our local economy. Like it was a very public project. Um, she'll remain nameless. The project will remain nameless, but she was telling me that like, in a perfect world, she should leave right after she completed that project because and like look for a new job because she was like at her peak at that role. Yeah. She's like, this was like a nationwide, like well-known nationwide in their industry. She's like, people know this project. And from heat, like after the launch of it, like a very successful launch, it's going to be hard for me to like stay on top or do something even better in the next year or two that could top right. that you know so it's like I might as well I'm peaked <laughs> like I should leave now so that yeah. people are remembering that thing as like oh you did that like that's so cool um so I could see that as well like because maybe you got the promotion because you hit some really big goals or crushed some you know, really big projects that were important to the organization and now those are top of mind those are much more fresh to talk about versus a year from that promotion. And then they're like, well, what have you done in the past year? And then they're like, not much. Or like, maybe you're just nervous or lack confidence that you're Mm going to be able to do something that big in the next year. So this conversation is giving me so much anxiety right now. Cause I'm like, (laughs) if you don't continue growing, 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 you're used, you're, you lose your value. That's essentially what this conversation is. So (laughs) Not true, but that's like how, you know, like how to work the game, right? These people who are like trying to work the system of how do I get paid more or how do I, you know, get the best job title at the right time. It's terrified. Yeah. If you, I can't ever leave this company because I can't play that game. I don't want to play that game either. That's why I'll just work for myself. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, because I never would have necessarily put that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have been like, oh. Well, I thought you would want your promotion. I mean, and I can see that's someone right. who employs people and hires people. I would be yeah. like, you just got the promotion. So like, you haven't really even done this work yet. So am I hiring you at that level or am I hiring you at the level right below that? Cause you haven't really proven that you can do this job. You and know, hit those KPIs. Yeah. You can do the previous job. Um, so to me, it lacks substance in terms of trying to leap somewhere else really quickly and use Mm -hmm. that to like get a higher pay grade or to secure that position. I'm like, sure, you maybe have earned that position, but I have like, as, as a new employer, like I have no context that you're a good fit for that because I have no evidence that you can do that job. You know what I mean? Right. But you also have no evidence that I can do that job if I don't even have any of it on my resume, you know? 
Correct. So it's kind of like, at least it's like, I was able to get there once so I could yeah. start here, Confident. you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'd rather see like six months, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I never really thought about it because I haven't had a lot of these like corporate jobs. I've actually never had like a corporate job where you're like, oh, I've got to climb and this and that. Mm-hmm. And that. Let's just, uh, we talked on a few episodes in the last few episodes about how they don't even stay at a year because they're bouncing and trying to find like keep climbing, 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 climbing. Um, I've never had that drive. I've just kind of been like, what? How high can I climb where I am? Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, proof is in the pudding. Going from part time admin to president. So, you know, yeah, good job. Um, because like the sky is the limit in small business in terms of where you can grow your positions because Mm. it's in many small businesses sky is not the limit in corporate like there is a ceiling so you think i think so because they have such defined structures you know like if you start as like admin like there's so much like hierarchy you're not just gonna bounce up so high you know yeah you'd really have to work that's my experience like but I mean, I, when I was in corporate, like, I always saw myself, I was talking to Tyler about this yesterday, because we were talking about some, like, uh, sustainability roles, and little known fact, when I was at the University of Georgia, I worked at the Office of State Sustainability, and part of, like, one of the jobs or projects that I was working on there was creating, like, a certificate of sustainability for the school so that students could get like a minor or a specialization in sustainability. And so I was like putting together like what curriculum they would have to do. And like when I worked at, when I worked in corporate, like I just always saw myself as like, if I'm going to stay here, like I want to be the VP of sustainability. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to move to that executive position. And I always thought it would be possible if I stuck around. Yeah. So I feel like you go from there. You just stay there, I guess, for a while. Yeah. Or then you go to CEO, or then you go to another company, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's like I can I see both sides that that for was, sure. I guess I thought that that was the bee's knees. Like, that was what I thought the goal that was. That was the goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think, I think think it's easier in corporate because you know exactly where you're going. You take yeah. this step, yeah. and then you take this step, and then you take this step. But there's no deviating from the step, and there's no avoiding hierarchy you know right and there's no like typically like making up a position for yourself or right like or exploring new opportunities and there's um so much seniority that you have to take into consideration before you can make those moves like someone would have needed to die for you to take that position you know what i mean like or leave yeah <laughs> i mean guys leave but like but then you get into those positions and like those people are not leaving I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not that t- tuned in. Like, maybe they're going to to a different company, but then you or can just go to that company. To themselves after that. Actually, I, I've seen like a couple because I'm still like connected to some of my corporate yeah. people on LinkedIn, and I saw one of our um, VPs that we worked closely with, Tyler and I, that worked closely with. It was like, oh, he's like an executive coach now. I was like, oh, that's interesting. He runs his mm. own company. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's interesting, like, because on the flip side, many small businesses are not going to go to that point where they're ever going to need a VP of sustainability or a president even, you know, like, so there is a ceiling. I guess it's just there's more room for creativity and and web structures. So if you are 
if you can carve out an area of the business that's yours, that like becomes your expertise and brings value. The big fish. Yeah. And you can create opportunities for yourself easier, I find, without Mm -hmm. having to like step on other people or go through a bunch of red tape. Yeah. 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 So pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next article. Top ways to attract Gen Z workers. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, we have let's... not one single Gen-, Gen Z on our team. Yeah, how do we attract them? Let's see what they're interested in, okay? So it says the current hiring market is competitive, but companies can take steps to attract Gen Z job seekers. All right, number one, express a clear dedication to diversity and social impact. Yes. No brainer. Social impact, doing good, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Make sure you're demonstrating real commitment, not just, you know, um, because they're the most diverse generation and they vote with their dollars. They follow organizations on social media that ensure companies are doing more than paying lip service to philanthropy and they want their employers to do the same. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Number two, be transparent about pay and growth opportunities. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Gen's in the, in this current competitive hiring market, Gen Zers know that they can take jobs in the gig economy to earn money. If they feel prospective employers aren't prepared to pay them what they deserve. I think that that's an interesting shift from like our generation. Definitely whatever we could get for us. Like there was no gig economy. Well, there was, but like, it was not what it is now. Like it is now. No, it was at all and so like it felt like there was one path and it was like go get a job and now like the gig economy is huge and so yeah. you're basically competing with that Everyone. flexibility and that yeah. type of money you know yeah there's so much money in that in the gig economy as well because what they deserve there's also so much more transparency around like influencers will happily share that they're getting paid twenty thousand dollars to do this or this or or people just are much more open with talking about finances and their money and their salaries and their expenses. And um, you can't hide behind like societal pressure to keep those conversations quiet anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it says employers should be able to cautiously articulate what their companies have to offer beyond salaries too, you know? Yes. Possibility. professional development opportunities, career mobility, stuff Mm -hmm. we've been talking about, tuition reimbursement, professional development stipends, training programs. They want to know what's in it for them if they come to work for you. So a hundred percent. Yeah. That's something we, we are wanting to work on is like, we have a really good benefits package, quote unquote benefits, but I think that we haven't defined our benefits as clearly as, as they should be in our like hiring process of like mm-hmm. how how many you know days you get off or like the flexibility and like what that kind of adds up to as well as like we'll pay for your training um if you want to develop another skill set you know yeah um we don't yet have health insurance we don't yet have 401k those are things that we're like working on and on the path mm-hmm. to but but there are other benefits that maybe are even more enticing to be like mentorship, you know, like you're going to yeah. learn a ton here that then you can take to other organizations or to your next job. If you decide to leave us, 
And then I also read somewhere, I don't know if it was this article or another one, but like, if you're, if you're like doing salary ranges, make them as tight as possible so that they're actually accurate, right? <laughs> you know, that they're giving people like a good idea. Like 60 to $90,000. It's like, mm. I've seen the whole like, car in the middle there. there like 80,000 to 130,000. I'm like, that's a big difference. That's right? someone's like, annual salary in the difference in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So it's like tighten those up if possible. You're not fooling anyone. Like, yeah, like to me, it's like real pay. I feel like to me, like once you get in a salary range, if it's under a hundred thousand dollars, should be like 5k. If it's over $100,000, like maybe 10K, you know, depending on your experience. But like, if I'm willing to pay $130,000, like, how am I differentiating who's worth 80 and who's worth 130? That's just yeah, asinine to me. It's like experience level, but honestly, how long are you going to keep that person in if they're at that? But if you're looking to, if you're level. willing to hire someone at $80,000 because of their experience level and someone at a hundred, that's like two different experience levels. So what do you actually well, need for this role? Really- Right. Like you need to be more clear of what you actually want. Right. Yeah, do you need, like, do you need the $130,000 hire and you only, maybe only need them for a year and then they can, you can hire someone under them to like mm-hmm. train or are you good with the $80,000 hire? Right. So that's so just, be more to me, it's like, you don't know what you need or want. All right. Number three is offer community through mentorship and affinity groups. So Gen Zers need to see that you know how to build a great company culture and that you can offer them support as part of your team. Mm. What's an affinity group? An affinity group is like, so I used to be a part of an affinity group in my corporate job where it's like people that are in the same kind of job roles or stage of life. And it's like a networking group. It's like a mastermind, but like internally and in the organization, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have affinity with each other, like we relate to each other because of the stage of life or because the job role or because where we came from type of thing. Mm -hmm. So having basically these small groups that people can join or be a part of or lead um, is a good, is a good opportunity for them to connect with other people. So yeah. And mentorship. I know that when I was in my corporate role, like I also got assigned a mentor, mm-hmm. which was nice. Did um, they mentor you? They did. He like he really took a affinity to me. <laughs> Perfect. He did take me under his wing. I think that I really disappointed him when I left. Um, so, well, maybe he should have given you more than four days off a year. <laughs> yeah, he should have. <laughs> But I did really um, admire him and appreciate him while we were working together. together. I appreciated his mentorship. I could call him whenever. We always had like set calls too. Like Mm -hmm. I think it was at least once a month. Nice. Um, Yeah. It was good. Someone who's like helping you move along, like growth growth stuff, you know, beyond your manager. I didn't have that kind of rapport with my manager. So it was nice to have someone who I kind of felt like was on your team had that respect with and who respected me, I think a little bit more as like a business person than Mm. my manager did at the time. So, yeah. Um, Okay. Number four, focus on skills and competencies, not a candidate's major. Duh. This is like what we talk about. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Like most important thing. No one cares about your major or your course of study. I don't even care if you actually went to to college. I don't give a care. I don't give a care at all. 
Especially like the later in life, like James doesn't have college degree. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like we are Pat, maybe right out of school. Okay. Like what have you been studying? You know, maybe. Maybe. Like what did you learn? (laughs) That's a better question than what have you been studying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Says we're in a time when enrollment in higher education institutions is falling. Not all students are choosing the higher education route, so major is a non-factor. I totally agree. Even someone who went to higher education, I got two degrees. I have a master's degree and a bachelor's degree, and I don't use either of them. Like, I know. For what I do now, am I still really thankful that I have them? I learned a lot in terms of how to learn and how to network and how to how to do, do other something. things yeah how to be in community how to be in a yeah how to be in a sorority (laughs) (laughs) james and i talk about this all the time with our kids because he went to two he has two unfinished degrees one course shy on both of them and i have a degree in culinary education right so it's like uh which i did use for 10 Mm -hmm. years don't get me wrong uh and it's mine at first but yeah yeah And it's still a life skill. Like I learned how to cook, you know, like, and I can cook. Would have been more useful than mine. Right. <laughs> I learned and I learned lots of other things that come along with managing a restaurant business, you know, but yeah. um, we say all the time, like, especially because our kids will graduate high school at 17. Um, and so we're like, please take a gap year. Like, please work. Please travel. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. don't just decide that you want to go get an English degree unless you want to get an English degree because you want to be a teacher and you have, you know what I mean? But if you're like, I'm just going to go to university and get like this bachelor of arts, I'm going to be like, please don't like, please don't start your life <laughs> yeah. on that financial footing. Cause like, I'm not going to be able to pay for their education. Right. So please just, if you don't know what you want to do, don't do anything. And like, if a trade is calling your name, like I will be the first person in your cheerleading you. squad because I just feel like higher education is kind of a scam. Yeah, it's especially like a lot the cost of continuing to increase. Like it's ridiculous. Forty thousand dollars a year here. Yeah, it's like, probably even longer here. Yeah, for just a basic like four year degree that gets you nothing. That you then have to either you have to keep going with something. You know. Yeah, the ROI isn't good. So unless you want to be a doctor or a dentist, you know, like if you have a, like this is what I want to do, yeah. and this is the. the the path I have to take, like, sure, a hundred percent. But if you're like, I don't really know, I want to go explore. I'm like, how about we go explore the world? <laughs> yeah. When I was in college, like when I went to college, it was just like the thing to do, right? At yes. My age, everyone exactly. just goes to you just college. Go. Like you're just supposed to go to college. Um, 100%. But it's really interesting because when I think back on that time, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I honestly wasn't even like thinking about it. Like even in yeah. college, I was like, I'm gonna do I mean, this. I don't know. Like, what do I want to do? Like, I don't want to do anything, probably, right? Yeah. Like, what do I want to do? Like, I didn't I know some people go into college and like, I want to be a doctor, or like they have, yes, you know, I'm they have teacher. parents they yeah. like wanted. I don't know. They just know they're really clear on what they mm-hmm. want to do from a young age. I want to be a teacher. I just never had that. Like, I never was really clear, and yeah. my parents didn't instill in me that I should think about that. Right. <laughs> my high school didn't instill in me that we should think about that. I feel like there right. should be a class in high school where you kind of like think about some jobs or something and what yeah. careers are. There like, is here. It's called careers. School. I didn't have that. And so like I got to college and I was like, I guess I'll pick a business degree because yeah. I don't know. I started in business and then I was like, I don't really want to do business. And here you are. 
and here I am doing business. (laughs) (laughs) Got the the business degree, but no, I started zoology because I wanted to study like animals and wildlife. And then about a year into that, I realized that that track was more for pre-vet. And I was like, I don't want to be a vet. Like maybe when I was five, I wanted to be a vet, but I don't want to put animals to sleep. I don't want to do surgery on animals. Like that's not what I want to do. Like I want to study animals. I want to like do research and advocacy for animals, you know, rights and like sustainability things. So then I switched my major to wildlife ecology and conservation. And here we are now should have stuck with the business degree, you know? Yeah, it's pretty wild. I remember when I was in high school, because I knew I wanted to go to, I wanted to be a chef from a very young age, grew up watching like all the cooking, you know, and when I was in high school applying for my guidance counselor told me I was, I was wasting my life, like that I should be going to university, that it was like, it was short sighted of me to be going to college and getting this two year degree. Meanwhile, I went to school. I mean, I got a full scholarship ride, but if I hadn't have, I was graduated in two years, got incredible jobs and would have been out of student debt at like 21. But instead you had already got a scholarship and then you're just banking cash. Right. No, then I was just spending it all. (laughs) But I just mean like, like even then they were saying like, you have to go to university. I'm like, I don't, for what, what I don't want to go. I don't want to learn any of that. So anyway, but we hope our kids either know what they want to do. And even if it changes in 1050, I don't care. Like if you know what you want to do, go do that. And if you don't know what you want to do, do not give these institutions your money until you know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, For real. Yeah. Go to YouTube university until you can figure it out. Right. Just, I don't care. Just go get a job, work full time, save your money. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Number five of this is go where Gen Z hangs out. What do you think it is? TikTok. TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can you build your brand? Do they want to see things like day in the life at this job? So like, how can you build your company culture? Right. Show them what the company culture is as a brand on TikTok. Okay. Interesting. And then number six, the final one is cultivate a spirit of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Gen Zers need to know that you're creating an innovative workplace and building a culture of entrepreneurship within your team is one way you can do that. Entrepreneurship. So, yeah. Entrepreneurs. Employers can talk about the ways that you build, uh, that you can build projects, processes, programs, and systems, and be part of creating something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Just come work at Run Like Clockwork because that's all I do is saying, that's- um, have an idea, make it happen. Would you like to help create it? <laughs> I have an idea. Bring it to life. We're like, yes. okay. <laughs> Because they say that that's exciting for them. So cool, right? Okay. Well, Gen Z, we're ready for you. If you're not doing any of those things, you're not going to be attracting Gen Zers. And guess what? They are the you next no choice. Part of, big part of our workforce. So They are coming because millennials are the managers now, which means Gen Z is going to be, they're coming, they're, they're coming, they're coming for us. So they want jobs. They're coming for our next. No, they're not. They're coming they for community. Badly. I don't think they want our jobs as badly as like we wanted jobs. So no, they're going to be harder to attract. <laughs> they're definitely not coming from our necks at all. They're just like not into it. <laughs> like we were the generation and maybe even before us too of like 
please give me a job. Like someone just please, please. give me a job. I just need please a job. Please hire me. Yeah. Like just please. I just need a job. <laughs> I know that yeah. like when I graduated from college, it was 2008 like, we're in a recession like oh yeah someone please pay me anything and I don't I'll do whatever you know yeah and this generation I don't think that they're like that at all I think that they're like it said like they'll just go get something in the gig economy or you know do a contractor type of role or yeah. start their own business like those things are so much more accessible to them they're not like begging companies for jobs you can run a business from your phone you know what I mean like they don't need anything and also like their goals are so much different we need them more than they need us and so it's like we have to be willing to do these things that we're talking about in this article right like if you're not if you're like oh that's annoying i don't want to do those things and like okay good luck enjoy 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 employing you know only a certain type of people person with a certain type of mindset and see where that takes you in life because also Gen Z has such different goals. Like they're not, they're like, they're like, I'm never buying a house and that's cool. They don't need to. They're a lot of them are not going to have children, which means they don't care about family. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, no, it doesn't matter to me. Like I'm here to like redefine what a successful life looks like. And it does mm-hmm. not include a lot of those things that other people mar- had traditionally set as the markers of success. So yeah, you have to adapt. Mm. Right, last article for today. I know we're okay. running long, but oh my gosh, look at us go! Paid sabbaticals to retain top yes. talent. We talked about what this. have we been saying at Clockwork? Clockwork. We've been saying paid sabbaticals, paid yeah. time off, paid four week vacations. So this article is about um, someone who worked at an organization. It's written from the team member perspective, and they shared that once you have been at the firm for ten years, you get a one thousand dollar bonus. And you get an eight-week paid sabbatical. And so when she crossed that 10-year threshold, she was the first team member to pack her bags and log off for two mm-hmm. months. And then her job was there for her when she get came back. Yeah. But she said that it was a time of resting and reconnecting with herself. And she came back so much more motivated for her work and like rejuvenated, like ready to dive in and bring yeah. new life and excitement to the um i loved this article just because obviously at run like clockwork we're advocates of the four week vacation for the ceo but then also rolling that out to the rest of the team i liked that they had like when you're like markers or goals of like when you're here for 10 years you earn that or like so there's things that you could do in your organization too like is there a milestone that they need to reach so that they can earn it or is it something that you just want to do for anyone who you know does the work to clockwork Mm -hmm. their role um, but I want to start calling them sabbaticals because it just sounds so much more like an intellectual time off, you know? Yeah. It's not just like sipping my ties, although that's great too. It's just it's great too, but like paid seems more intentional than a vacation, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a, I feel like my, uh, best friend, she took, I think it was after five years. I think she got four weeks paid. I want to say, which makes sense, right? That's like, um, yeah, yeah. Ten and you get yeah. So that could be and, like a good milestone too. You're there for five, you get four. Yeah. I think in order to take it, she had to sign another one-year contract after it. Ooh, interesting. You know what I mean? I feel like I could, she's going to be like, that's not what happened, Emily. But I think there was something around, you can take this if you sign a contract for your time after. Um, because this is on top of your vacation time. Right. 
So, you know, if you've been somewhere 10 years, you've probably also grown to like four to six weeks of vacation, paid vacation time. This is on top of that. So it's just something and I'm to sure there's mind. parameters about like consecutive use of your four or eight weeks plus right. your vacation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so. I think it's a really good reward slash motivational mm -hmm. tool that we can be using in organizations for yeah. our team members. I think that at Run Like Clockwork, we've talked a lot about it for the CEO. And then as people get their CEO clockworked, we've rolled it out to team members. But yeah. I like even adding like the milestones so that it's not like everyone doing it all at once, yes. but rather like like an earned thing for mm -hmm. seniority or for sticking or like for retaining talent, yeah. right? Like how it's, this is a way to retain top talent. So like, especially I have a friend who um, she's with a company and I don't know that this is the best example because like she would love to leave her company, but she gets, she has to stay there for a certain number of years to get like her equity stake in the right. company. Mm -hmm. And so she's like kind of staying so that she earns her equity and then she'll probably think about leaving. But yeah, I mean, at least they had her for maybe three more years than they would have had her, which is a long right. time, you know? Yeah, that is so a long time. So even thinking about this of like, if there are, you know, if someone's working towards that five year mark, like, and maybe they would have left a year ago, as long as they're still performing, like, kind of a good motivator you keep them around longer mm. than maybe you would have have some of these tools and maybe those that sabbatical rejuvenate them, them you know yeah. because this extended break is meant to keep people satisfied keep people fresh and i don't think enough people are yeah doing it people are scared i think companies are scared i mean i'm gonna be honest like our a few of our team members were supposed to take four sabbaticals in 2023 and none of us did so like I'm doing it in 2024. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. You've hit your five year now. So maybe yeah. we say five years. You so have that to. Was a that, was a that was part of the challenge for us, right? Was we had so many people that we wanted to take them and mm -hmm. there were only so many months in the year. And we were like, how are we going to do this? Because we already have a small team. And maybe if we had said, actually, it's like, when you hit your five years, that's when you earn your four weeks, you know? And when you hit yeah. your 10 years, you earn your eight weeks. Um, yeah. Then it would have been a little bit easier to manage, I right. think, versus everyone trying to take a, a one month and then everyone's gone and no one's working. And it just and then... didn't work out, you know, because like, where it's a small business, right? So, and everyone wanted yeah. to take them at the same time because summer, summer you know? <laughs> so. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll be working. <laughs> So yeah, it's just, it's like, again, this is all just to say like, it's not easy, but you should like, it's definitely worth consideration. So, yeah. and I think it's a really good motivator for people, I agree. you know, to stay longer because that's the one thing that we as like, can, as long as the job, the job is enjoyable in the interim, like we can never having that much time off for the average person is seems inconceivable mm -hmm. or consecutive weeks off. Like, that seems like I, I would never get that until retirement. Yeah. Like I think about the like retention is just like, this is one piece of a much more holistic plan. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yes, this is something that will keep people around, but also you have to be doing the other things too, so that they enjoy their job and you're constantly mm -hmm. working to like 
move them towards a dream job. You're helping them find new challenges yeah. and new projects. Like you have to be doing all of these things, but this is like another one thing that you can do to like, yeah, make the, the, the pie even sweeter. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. This is our longest episode to date. So we gotta be done. Gotta go everyone. We <laughs> will see you next Tuesday. I hope that you uh, subscribe and please share this episode with someone else. And if you have a story that you would like to share with us, please go to dearworkwives.com. You can submit an anonymous story and we would love to talk about you on the air. We would love to. Okay. See you next Tuesday. Perfect.